Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, shit. The U.S. economy just posted its worst quarterly economic output on record. So how's your week going? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Joel GDP Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Lafayette Sowash. And on this week's show, Modern Hire does its best Pac-Man impression, LinkedIn tells Google to hold its beer, and the Brits have a special take on what it means to mask up. Cheerio, hip hip, and we'll be right back after we pay a few bills. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Basketball's back, baby. Yeah, but for how long? (laughs) (laughs) If it's anything like baseball, four days. Yeah. What we'll do as humans, just to think we're we're back in normal. And that being said, we had uh, 1.43, I don't know where the three came from, million file for unemployment. And then the GDP shrinks 32.9%. Now, if, if, uh. we, if, we're, if we're not feeling it, say, it's, <laughs> I don't, if you're not feeling it now, uh, you know, get out of your ivory tower, open the curtains and check it out because people are, are, are having issues right now. And fucking unemployment is going to be running out. Thankfully, yesterday was National Chicken Wing Day and today is National Corn Dog Chili Day or, or Chili Dog Day. So so I'm uh, drowning my sorrow in bad food and calories. You do do whatever you can to keep away from the news cycle. That's all I got to say. I'm in my bubble. I'm in my bubble, man. Bubble it. Stay in your white man bubble. <laughs> my suburb bubble. Okay, shout, shout out. outs. That's right. Newest addition to the Brain Food Tribune. That's right, kids. Stephen O'Donnell and James Ellis. You, they you have to say been, it with a Scottish accent. I can't. Yeah, I Stephen doubt. O'Donnell. Oh, I'll fuck that all up. <laughs> uh, they they have been um, entered into the recruiting brain food 
Tribune section. So go to recruitingbrainfood.com. You can see the Tribune, click on it. Uh, some great stories. They have about 10 people in there now. Yeah, explain what this is because you, you've done it. Uh, so I assume you know the reason of it and what's what's going on. So yeah. for those who don't know, Recruiting Brain Food Tribune. Yeah. So Hung Lee is a genius. Go figure. Uh, he <laughs> wants to he, he wants to be able to uh, really dig into the people that are in the industry so that, mm -hmm. again, as a community, we know some things about others, maybe just from their Twitter feed or the little conversations that we've had here and there meeting them at events. But we really don't know the people. So he has different formats that he's put together. Uh, Elaine Valentine mm -hmm. chose the hardest, I think, which is a, a letter to your 13-year-old self. I picked one of the easier ones, and I think James and Steven did as well, uh, where we picked 20 questions and uh, we answered those. And Hung actually challenged us to talk mm -hmm. more deeply about what some of these answers would be to some of the questions. So when you go to the, the Brain Food Tribune, you're going to be probably seeing a lot of faces that you already know and maybe some faces that you don't, but you'll be able sure. to get some real in-depth information and just about those people themselves. And I thought it was a, I thought it was a genius idea overall. He's going to be adding, I'm sure, every week. I just want to I just want to be on record to say that if you're involved in this, then calling him genius or this thing genius uh, is is under suspicion, to say the least. You're just mad because you haven't been included yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm totally jealous. Uh, shout out to Pine, who raised $2.2 million uh, this week. Uh, they're a corporate messaging solution uh, founded by one of the dudes from Atlassian, who many, many people know from the Trello app uh, <laughs> popularized by this show to have Chad and I communicate with each other. But $2.2 million to take on Slack and Facebook at work. Uh, good luck with that. Seems like a Yammer. What happened to Yammer? It was bought and then nothing happened with it, right? Yeah, Microsoft kind of dropped the ball on Yammer. But uh, yeah, the people <laughs> who, who did it got pretty rich from it. It's still around, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, no, and nobody uses it. <laughs> I received James Ellis's book this week. You should be happy about this. Uh, mm -hmm. The Talent chooses you another one i got left out of yeah no, you book. were you were in this one you just it was more mm. toward the back and i think you you and charney like shared a section or it, something i didn't get a free copy let's put it that way <laughs> thanks james it's because he knows man. you don't read books well there's got to be an audiobook version right where his <laughs> his annoying voice uh, <laughs> uh anyway can you imagine him doing an audiobook that would be fucking hilarious no he has a podcast for that yeah <laughs> The ADD audiobook by James Ellis. <laughs> Shout out to, to ZipRecruiter, uh, who's hiring after laying off 30% of their people. Uh, they got ads all over the fucking place. Those laid off can't be too happy about it. But hey, hiring again. Okay, so two things. I, I think they, they definitely, they dropped 40% first and foremost, around mm -hmm. 40%. That was a huge cut, number yeah. one. Number two... This was something that they should have done a long time ago. They were they were in part, I believe, using COVID nineteen to be able to to do what they should have done. Right? They, they should cover. have. Yeah, they should have. Cloud cover. Yeah, they should have focused 
on uh, being able to diversify and not just focus on SMB, just being in the SMB space and not seeing this coming, obviously, but just mm-hmm. being in the SMB space, not diversified, really fucked them. And now they're turning, as you can see, with this job posting toward enterprise, which is what mm-hmm. they should have done a few years ago. Agreed. Agreed. Shout out to Daniel O'Neill. Uh, listeners will remember him as the TikTok guy. Danny. Uh, who, who shout out to, to boomers, said, hey, why aren't more employers on TikTok? Anyway, Danny boy. he's left his uh, his old gig, and now he is the enterprise sales and agency partner manager at Resume Library. So, oh, really? Daniel, shout out, man. Good, Good. job. Good job there, buddy. Good on uh, you. Last week, we talked about uh, job case and the $30 million and the the change of, of equity and all that other fun stuff that was so happening. Confusing. Yeah. And, and, and Fred actually reached out and said, hey, guys, uh, would you like to talk about it? So we actually talked to Fred Goff, the CEO of job case this week. Amazing dude. Uh, and we'll be putting that out next week. I think his exact words were, hey, donkeys, let's get on the phone and I'll explain <laughs> this to you. Something something like that. Something like that. Shout out to SMS. Uh, they're having a good year so far. Uh, it came out from InfoBip Research uh, that messaging grew 8.5% from February to March and another 20% in April. So to all our friends out there doing the SMS text recruiting thing, our friends at uh Emissary, Rec Text, Text Recruit, Canvas slash Javite, uh, keep on keeping on. People are still using those thumbs. And and that won't stop, kids. Uh, shout out to Lauren Saunders over at Circa in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Els Schaefer, Director of TA at FGF Brands in Toronto, Canada. And John Ambrosino, Chief Employment Officer at Employing US in Chicago. They all love the podcast and they connected with me on uh, the socials this week. So appreciate you guys listening and thanks for the connect. Joe Ambrosino is how I pronounce it. And shout out to Ambrosino. Shout out to Facebook Reels. Uh, Actually, fairly smart strategy here. Uh, The Wall Street Journal had a story. Reels is essentially the Facebook TikTok competitor. Facebook has decided that they're just going to back up the Brinks truck and pay TikTok's most influential accounts and get them to come over to Reels and leave TikTok behind. I thought this is something Microsoft should have done 10, 15 years ago when they made their first smartphone. They should have paid off all the successful apps from the iPhone and Android to come over and exclusively develop for (laughs) Microsoft, whereas they might still have a phone, whereas now they don't. So I like the strategy. I don't know how you feel about it, but hey, if you're going to make a competitor, write some checks and get the content over in your neighborhood. Yeah, I think most of those people are on TikTok because they hate Facebook. And if Facebook's name's on no. something, they they might not come. But for the cash, who knows? They might. Money talks, baby. Yeah, I'm going to talk about money. Circa last week, they had a great fucking week. You, you remember Circa used to be LJN, Local Job Network, a very old and stale brand. They rebranded as Circa. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they refreshed the brand. That was pretty awesome. We talked about it last week. And then they did do what we said would happen. The acquisition of America's job exchange happened earlier this week. 
and an endorsement from the NFL's first female coach, Katie Sowers. She's a, an offensive coach for the, for the Niners. Now, this to me is really cool because we're talking about diversity. We're talking about mm-hmm. inclusion. And she is the first NFL coach. And to be able to get her as an endorsement with a brand refresh and an acquisition, I, I mean, they had a good fucking week. So this was a cameo video, correct? Yeah. That I saw. So you so you pay actors and famous people and semi-famous people to say good things about you, say happy birthday, etc. So cameo or whatever <laughs> cameo is paid by Circa to say nice things about the new launch, right? It's kind of like Michael Jordan drinking a Gatorade. Yeah, kind of. Although you pay $50 (laughs) for this chick (laughs) to do your ad. Like they could have at least got James Vanderbeek or somebody to do a, to do a shout out for them. (laughs) They they could have spent a little money and got Troy Aikman to do a, to, to do a shout out. But anyway, you really don't understand diversity. Do you, you really don't get diversity. Do you (laughs) at all? I get capitalism, baby. You don't know. Apparently you don't. so, So I will say this, that, that, Cameo seems to be like the marketing, uh, the marketing device of choice for people now. So I'm starting to see these things pop up all over, and it's probably a good, a good use of a couple hundred dollars to get someone that people know to talk about your product. Just make sure it's someone of color or has a vagina, so Chad approves of it. Okay, so, so everybody <laughs> understands. Circa is a diversity network. Joel doesn't know what diversity means because he's balled up in the Not fucking true. fetal position Not in true. a white man fetal position and doesn't understand what that actually means. So therefore, guys, let me go ahead and help him out. First NFL (laughs) female coach diversity. There you go, kid. Uh, So a competitor, though, of Circa came out and their response to this whole thing was eQuest. Get ready. We have something coming soon. was like that was the worst response that was the weakest that was the weakest flex in history ever ever that was really weak what the fuck are you doing out there eQuest oh hey we're doing cool stuff too we're not going to tell you what it is and it might not happen <laughs> uh, yeah that was a weak ass flex all right uh last shout out for me goes to herman kane uh just came across the news wires this morning uh former gop candidate for president back in 2012 i believe uh former ceo of godfather's pizza yep died of uh, coronavirus complications so our our heart no fuck he died holy shit yeah Announced uh, this morning. Holy so Thursday morning is when we shit. record. So Herman Cain, RIP, baby. Uh, if you didn't know him or like him, you hopefully liked his pizza because that shit was good. Well, and that being said, I mean, it, uh, as my, my my last shout out, but John Lewis, obviously, mm-hmm. there's no question he is going to be missed. Big, uh, big inhale, big exhale. Ooh, not, not a way to go out of shout outs. Let's go ahead and just ease into events, shall we? All right. <laughs> Events. We have uh, Summer to Evolve happening with our friends at Jobvite. August 5th at 2 p.m. I'll be joining Elaine Orler and Peter Clare to talk about how not to make onboarding suck because onboarding in most cases sucks, guys. It's dehumanizing at times. And so we'll be talking about tech experience and how to be more human in the onboarding process. You can register at summer2evolve.com. Nice. Uh, Automate that shit. Don't you have one of those coming? 
Uh, I do. It's after yours. So I have not, I, I, they haven't contacted me to coordinate that. Maybe they ah. just forgot about it. And uh, I've been scratched from the sheet, but uh, yes, I am doing one of those. Um, it's it's something about uh, content marketing for recruiting. Ah, gotcha. so, so that'll okay. be fun. That'll okay. Be fun. That'll then be fun. August 27th, I'll be speaking and moderating a, a panel at Digital Recruitment Hackers event. Uh, about optimizing recruitment for a remote workforce. Imagine that. Connect uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on Twitter for more info on how to register. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. Not, not too bad. And we're, we're, we dropped the first Futurama podcast with Andy Katz last Sunday. Got great response from Catman. Matt. Yeah, Andy Andy actually said, you must have dropped the podcast because people are emailing me and messaging me. <laughs> It's about Next's talent community product. If you have a talent community, you should definitely be listening to this podcast. And then this Sunday, we're going to drop the next Futurama. We have three more to go. I see what you did there. You started with Next and then the next one. That's Uh, right. I I like that. I like that. (laughs) News. Modern Hire, our favorite rebrand from 2019. (laughs) Yeah, you, you, you may remember. Acquires who? Modern Hire from the acquisition of Montage and Shaker International, not to be confused with Shaker Recruitment Marketing. Uh, So this happened late last year, rebranded, went to HR Tech, made a big deal. So they've made an acquisition of what I would call sort of a Vervo competitor. Uh, I won't say wannabe because they've been around a lot longer than Vervo, but uh, they acquired a company called Sunru. I assume I'm saying that correctly, uh, out of Ireland who does sort of automated video interviews. So they'll pre-screen, do all that good stuff. Uh, interestingly, they've been around since 2009. Yes. So I don't even know if they have started doing you know, automated video or they just sort of pivoted into that at some point. They've, they only raised like $339,000. Yeah, and that was in 2010. Yeah. So they've just, I guess, been chugging organically. Uh, you and I kind of questioned why would they sell? Mm-hmm. Maybe they just got tired of running the business after 11 years. I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, good on them. I hope they hope they got paid. And Modern Hire gets into the automated video uh, interviewing game, which is sort of interesting. They were they were already in that game. Uh, the thing is that this is more of an uh, EMEA and APAC uh, expansion, yeah. or at least that's what they're saying. If you take a look at you look at Austra- that Australia makes up most of their web traffic on similar web on Sonru. Mm-hmm. Meaning that that's obviously where their their customers and candidates are accessing the system. The thing is, I don't see anything Asia in those traffic numbers. Uh, the UK is their second most trafficked, and it is in single digits, followed by France, New Zealand, and Ireland. So I'm not feeling their Asia vibes. I'm feeling the Aussie vibes, obviously. But yeah, I think this might be a scenario where it's like optics for more more than anything. Maybe picking yep. up picking up some uh, portfolio. I mean, they they had over fifty employees, and I think six or seven different locations. Sonru did, and uh, Modern Hire is like in Cleveland in Deerfield, Wisconsin. Beautiful locations, by the way. Beautiful yeah. locations. Yeah, they really, really played up the uh, the global expansion angle on this one. Uh, the only quote from the press release from Brian Stern, uh, president of Modern Hire, was, quote, the combination with Sonru 
uh, was compelling due to our tremendous alignment in culture and values and Sunroof success in the EMEA and APAC regions. This will increase our in-market presence in major growth geographies uh, and enable us to better anticipate the changing needs of our global buyers. So they really played up the global uh, reach of this acquisition. Again, Sanru, why sell now when remote is so big and video interviewing and remote interviewing is so big? I mean, this is this is when they should really be pressing the pedal to the metal. And then the, the question back to you know modern hire, why why acquire now? You have what you have in the biggest market in the mm-hmm. world. To me, it doesn't make sense. I'm glad they did it. Good for you guys. That's awesome. But to me, it doesn't make sense. You double down, especially right now in the biggest market, you kick the shit out of everybody else here where the money is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would think that Sonru would want a bigger price right now because there's much more of a need. It just, to me, again, it's just, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is tough. You mentioned Fred Goff uh, in our shout outs and, you know, Fred talked a lot about how the M&A market is heating up up and the number of calls that he's getting, you know, for acquisition and partnering and, and whatnot is 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 scaling up for sure. Yeah. We are still in a global pandemic. People aren't hiring. Layoffs are still happening. So if, if you're a smaller company with you know a lot of not a lot of money, the money could have run out. I mean, this could have been a a, a fire sale. I don't know jack about Sunru. Yeah, uh, so I can't, I can't yeah. say. But yeah. but we are we are in a, we are in strange times. So it's not uh, it's not crazy to think that you know hey financially the pandemic the bad bad timing like we need to we need to get out of this and uh modern hire was a logical buyer well and i tell you the funding is stack overflowing (laughs) (laughs) pretty good man i like that dude you are you're on with the zingers man You're on Damn. with the zingers. So yeah, Ooh. what happened to Stack Overflow? They they raised a little cash apparently. Yeah, eighty five million in Series E, uh, yeah. one hundred fifty three million in total funding, which is uh, reported by Crunchbase. Uh, Stack Overflow for Teams, which is really what they're pushing now, a knowledge management platform that allows developers to collaborate with one another with uh, with other departments or within your department or obviously with other departments. It's really been interesting because they're going to use this, this money to broaden into new markets. Now, when we spoke with HackerRank's CEO uh, Vivek, they're heavy. HackerRank is heavy in India. I remember Vivek actually saying in our interview that we have plenty of tech talent because we we were kind of pushing him, you know, hey, mm-hmm. tech talent is short. And he's like, no, it's not. It's not short. Not if we look at this in a global way. In India, we have plenty to be able to fill the gaps that we have here. I'm wondering with Stack Overflow, the kind of broadening, what that actually what that actually means. They're not like a, a hacker rank to an extent. They're more of mm-hmm. kind of like a, a help index type of a, a system. But I mean, I don't know how that works and if they're really just pressing the, the Teams module because that's really where they're seeing revenue. Yeah, I think, I think all that is opportunity. Um, Stack Overflow also has a job board component 
yeah. to it. So, you know, I have to think that part of the money is going to be used to sort of build out geographical footprints um, in terms of a, a hiring angle. And you mentioned uh, uh, HackerRank. We talked to uh, Human Predictions uh, founder Elliot. Uh, his last name escapes me, but he Garms. He talked about yeah. He talked about how you know the hiring and, and engineering and software and everything else. Everyone else that got furloughed from that period is all hired back. Um, so when you look at like where is hiring going to still happen and, and happen sooner rather than later, right? And only get hotter. I mean, the the tech hiring is where all that stuff is. So I got to think this is going to be a multi-pronged approach in terms of where they're going to spend that money, but they'd be stupid not to build out some of the employment uh, the employment features of the site. Yeah, I, th- I think this segment is really missing an opportunity still here in the US. I think they're, the, that, that corporate America is still going to want local talent, maybe not 100%, but they're still going to want the lion's share of that to be local talent. Those organizations really need to tap into and start manufacturing talent Mm. pipelines. I mean, these are the perfect types of organizations who could turn a a huge void into a a huge opportunity, especially in the diverse segments when companies are looking for diverse developers, any type of, of tech talent whatsoever, they could be doing that instead of trying to go out there and find the same person over and over and over. So it is interesting. Broadening might be the key, but I really think we need to look a little bit more local for many of these issues. Agreed. Let's take a break and uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about LinkedIn wanting to compete a little bit with Google. What? This summer, Jobbyte wants you, you and you to join hundreds, thousands, millions. Okay, maybe just thousands of recruiters, HR, and talent acquisition professionals. For a summer you won't soon forget. It's Jobbyte Summer to Evolve. The Summer to Evolve is a 12-week series of free content to help recruiters brush up on their skills. Learn from industry thought leaders. And see how technology can help them improve, automate, and evolve their recruiting efforts. There will be a chance to share tips and ideas with your peers. And we may even have some surprises for you along the way. I love surprises. So visit thesummertoevolve.com to register for the Summer to Evolve sessions that suit your needs. Pique your interest. Or float your boat. Because starting June 16th, it's the Summer to Evolve the way you attract, engage, hire, onboard, and retain talent. Jobbite. Recruit with purpose. Hire with confidence. Go learn something, people. Go learn something. Yeah. Go float your boat. Float your boat. Learn something. Summer2evolve.com. So, so they've been fairly quiet uh, in this pandemic, but uh, Google's hot, you know Google's uh, march on employment uh, still continues. And you and I have always been big fans of their search API. Uh, we did an interview with Steven Rothberg uh, some months ago uh, about how how it's positively impacted uh, his business, right? And we kind of wondered, like, well, Google kind of owns the game, um, and you could certainly have that perception. Uh, but I, for one, was was sort of happy, pleasantly surprised, and, and sort of happy that Google's going to get a little bit of competition on this side of the house. Uh, announced this week uh, by LinkedIn uh, via their uh, their corporate blog, they're going to open source DText, which is their deep text learning framework uh, for the NLP or natural language processing ta- uh, tasks. 
So basically, LinkedIn uh, said it has made its D-text or deep text natural language processing technology available in open source. Uh, one of D-text features is how it allows AI researchers use multiple NLP models, train on their own specific language data to power different tasks via one system. So in plain speak, the same technology that LinkedIn is is using for its uh, sort of job search, its people search, its um, uh, recommended searches, you can now uh, start looking at an open source and potentially plugging into your apps and sites. So in using LinkedIn myself, I'm always perplexed on why their search sucks so bad. (laughs) So they're actually saying that they're going to use this same search that I use all the time and and that they're going to open source it. And I'm a whole, I, so what? It's like, I can get shitty search anywhere and you can say it's deep learning, but if it's not giving me what I'm actually looking for, if it's not, if it's not recommending per se, uh, Uh then I, I don't care. I mean, okay. Just just from my usage of the platform itself, I think it sucks. So this to me, this is a so what. Now, I do like the competition model. And we also have to remember that the AI and deep learning process doesn't happen mm. overnight. This isn't overnight. Obviously, they've been doing it for a while. So I'm, I don't want to give them a pass when they're coming out saying that they're going to make this open source because, again, I wouldn't want to use that code. Fair enough. Uh, But I do think it has a long way to go. I think open sourcing this stuff, they're going to learn a lot from from developers that are building on top of the the code. I still think Microsoft is a formidable um, opponent to anything that Google or Amazon or anyone else is doing. So for me, this is simply a step in the right direction. And I like to see LinkedIn sort of slowly open up things uh, that that it's doing because they've been such a closed system um, for so long. So We'll see, but to me, it's a it's a positive first step in uh, you know in the ecosystem. Well, think of this: we had four tech giants on Capitol Hill this week, right? Yeah. Guess who wasn't there? Uh, I mean, Microsoft. Microsoft was not there. They were there. No, they weren't. We had Zuck. We had Cook. We had. Pinchar, we had Bezos. Those were the four. You're right. And what does that tell you? That's telling me something. They're either they're either incredibly fucking stealthy and nobody's paying attention, or they are starting not to matter as much anymore. Yeah. They've also fought their antitrust battles a couple of decades ago. But that's an interesting point, Chesser Wash. <laughs> One thing that is scary that I hope does not fly under government radar, yeah, but it seems like it is, is density raises $51 million to help count employees in offices. Uh, social dis- distancing is perhaps one of the most prominent guidelines for the CDC and prevention to combat COVID-19. Uh, So Mm -hmm. when companies look to reopen their offices and buildings, limiting the number of people in a room is key. This is this is from Crunchbase News. Yep. Density was actually growing 30 percent quarter over quarter last year, but did more in business in the first 75 days of COVID-19. So my question is, 
what the fuck were they using this technology for before COVID-19? Because this company's been around since 2014. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I don't know much about the whole counting people uh, business. I mean, I'm sure there's there's <laughs> elements of like foot traffic. I mean, because it's 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 used in a variety of industries, right? So casinos use it, um, schools use it, uh, other businesses use it. So for me, it's 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 probably originally more of a just a data point to say, you know, what's the traffic coming into our Walmart and how much does like what's our overall revenue based on how many people come in and how does that you know how does that revenue fluctuate based on um you know who's coming in and how many people are coming in and leaving the store so to me it was more of like a data play and now it's more of a policing monitoring play to say hey we're at capacity don't come in or to tell someone in the business you know control the crowd here because it's 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 in red <laughs> well, whenever i i hear any of these types of technologies, I automatically think Will Smith, an enemy of the state, yep. having access to knowing and identifying where people are at all times. I know this is more of a measurement type of scenario, but I think we should probably dig into this density technology a little bit more. It's just, from my standpoint, it is incredibly weird and yeah. off-putting all at the same time. Don't you find it strange that they counted Pinterest as a client in the news story, like I can see, you know, factories and bigger companies, but it seems like yeah. Pinterest was an odd one that would use a technology like this. Yeah. Meatpacking plants and Pinterest. Yeah. Schools I get. Schools yeah. totally get. I mean, my, some casinos I get, churches I get, like those all make sense to me. Pinterest is a little bit curious. I'm not sure about that one. That is odd. That is odd. What also is odd is Alexa asking questions. And this is a story from CNET. Uh, if you use Amazon's Alexa voice assistant with any regularity, you might have recently noticed something new. Mm -hmm. Alexa is beginning to ask questions. These are called hunches. Yep. I call it, what the fuck are you doing talking to me, Alexa? <laughs> well, you've, you've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? I mean, Hal has <laughs> yes, a conversation Hal. with you. And <laughs> yeah. to me, this is sort of where they want this to go. They want you to have conversations and not just order you know, voice assistants around for questions and turn off the lights and whatever else. I mean, I think the, the end goal is that you wake up and have conversations with your computer. You know, I think one of the things I was talking to my wife about this week was, you know, I would say that our relationship pre-COVID was probably at least 50-50 podcast stuff and then just dude stuff and just yeah. people stuff, right? Yep. yep. And since the pandemic, I would say that 90 plus percent of our interactions are podcast stuff. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have to think that we're not alone in that. Right. Like relationships that you would have had at work now are simply Zoom meetings and you're doing work and then you 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 say goodbye and you go on to something else like the human interactions are missing. And so part of the reason why we wanted you guys to come over this weekend at a distance, of course, was to just get some human interaction. So. When I think yeah. about me as a, you know, a middle-aged guy, you know, craving sort of this interaction, imagine being, you know, a, a five-year-old or a 10-year-old that does this become their interaction, their, their sort of, their mentor, their, you know, 
shoulder to cry on, their whatever information source. Like it's not hard for me to imagine that the the world of the future, like we have this best friend and it's Alexa or it's Siri or it's Google or whatever. I think it's strange to us, but I could totally see the future where you interact with with computers on a regular basis and it's not weird. Well, this is definitely the movie Her. For sure. And uh, I just saw a, a trailer yesterday for a new TV show coming on Fox called Next, where mm-hmm. it is the Alexa. It's called something different. It is the Alexa. And this little kid is, is, is asking this uh, Alexa-like product questions and then the Alexa asks questions back and the dad comes in and says, who are you talking to? And she said, well, I was talking to Alexa. He's like, it doesn't ask you questions, right? And then behind it, there's this data gathering AI system. I mean, it it goes further into it, but it's just like, it's this whole conspiracy theory piece (laughs) where much like density, What's what are what are they doing with that data? And then much like Alexa, what the fuck are they doing with that? And Amazon is testing out more proactive behaviors for yeah. Alexa, having the assistant prompt users on occasion, and the company can track in real time and rate the success in those predictions. Remember, Alexa listens to you all the time. Yeah. Imagine having a friend that you've had since birth that has stayed with you your entire life, is with you all the time, and knows every little detail about you and the events of your life. If you're a company that sells shit, how how crazy good would it be to have that kind of data on somebody? Yeah. And to me, that's kind of where if Amazon and all those guys had their had their druthers. That's where yeah. the world is going. And I think that's that, that's where they're hoping things go. I yeah, mean, targetability. I, I mean, here at home, I mean, we have a Google home and we're like, hey, Google lights on. And my three-year-old replicates that behavior and says, hey, Google lights on. So it's a very intuitive system that kids or anybody, you know, can understand pretty easily. Ooh, deep breath, exhale. <laughs> Our next segment will make you feel better, I think. Thank God. Thank God. Make everyone else feel better. Let's take a break. Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Ooh, I'm ready for an impossible Whopper. <laughs> I could go for a chicken sandwich right now. <laughs> so you remember Ellie Doty I from do. uh, Chili's because she sent you food. She sent me a, a gift card, which is as good as food because I, yeah. I spent that thing within 30 minutes uh, after getting it. But yeah, when she was at Chili's... <laughs> Uh, which I love, uh, of course, uh, chips and salsa, still great. We interviewed her. She, she could feel my affection for the brand. 
sent me a, a credit for some shit uh, and I used it. But she is now at Burger King, which we talked about, I think, last week in our shout outs, which what yeah. better place to be for a marketer than the, the number two player in a, a space as big as fast food? Uh, and she's obviously having a good time. Oh, yeah. Now, Ellie Doty, the CMO of Burger King, starts this uh, this new promotion. So with the health crisis and high unemployment rates, many consumers are wondering when things will improve and a new normal will emerge. Well, obviously, Burger King has an answer. Burger <laughs> King is tapping into this sentiment with a new campaign, including a video that shows customers admitting that they are done with 2020 Amen. and desire to be in happier times like Christmas. Mm -hmm. So the ad also tries to offer hope in reminding viewers that the things will change. This is a Christmas in July thing where it looks like, and I hope this do, they do this at every Burger King, they're going <laughs> to turn the entire Burger King into like a, a, a winter Christmas wonderland. Because that makes everybody happy pretty much, right? Yeah. And by the way, Christmas is at the doorstep of a new year. So in addition to yes. just bringing Christmas joy and holiday joy, depend, you know, I know there are different religions, but clearly Christmas time for <laughs> most people is a time of joy because I'm Mr. Diversity, Chad. Uh, it's a time of joy for people. But also the new year, a new start. I know everyone is is itching for 2021, although the way that it's going, it might be a lot more of the same. But anyway, from a mental standpoint, um, it's obviously a positive. If they do replicate this everywhere around the country and the world, I do hope that they bring the snow machine because that was yes. a special level of Christmas <laughs> joy uh, for me when I watched the ad. So uh, Ellie Doty, good job. And, and keep those keep those good vibes coming. We all, we all need it. It had a Christmas vacation vibe to it, didn't it? Oh, yeah. No Cousin Eddie, which would have been a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, the shitter's full. But shitter's yeah, full. it definitely had a, a Christmas movie, Christmas story. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. And the people they interviewed for the for the ad, which I assume were not paid actors, uh, were equally uh, a joyful in the, the Christmas lights at Burger King. So, yes. kudos. It yeah, I like the guy who said, but I, I hope they keep this up the rest of the year. I mean, it was like he was yearning for something good. Hell yeah. It's like, can we just have this for the rest of the year, please? Yep. Can something go right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the Brits, uh, they have a unique set of humor, I guess. Uh, yeah, this didn't go right. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, depend on where he got up in the morning. Anyway, uh, so news out of the New York Post will end on this. Thank God. Uh, in London, Tim Sheaf or Chef, sure. a 32-year-old former Ninja Warrior UK, decided to fashion a G-string out of a mask. Uh, although this is very funny, and the pictures were hilarious. He was wearing it, mocking a new law in that country that uh, mandated mask wearing in public. So it's good to know that the U.S. aren't the only idiots in terms of when it comes to masks. The Brits on some scale are equally stupid. Yes, we're all human. We all have in our communities idiots. And this is just another demonstration that the U.S., even though we are killing it when it comes to stupidity right now, uh, <laughs> Nice, nice choice of words. <laughs> the, the, the Brits have it as well. We're, we're killing it. 
Wow. Yeah. On that, we, we out. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.